Hello, and thank you for joining me for the future podcast. I, Aubrey, am going to be your host, and today I will be giving you a glimpse into the far and not so far future. Hello and welcome. Today's topic is one that is a part of our everyday lives, and that is artificial intelligence or AI, going over algorithms, automation, AI rights, and the singularity. Artificial intelligence is quickly evolving every day. Will it prove to help humanity or lead to the end of mankind? These topics are very interesting and way more prevalent than people think. I am not nearly as knowledgeable on them as I would like to be, so thank God we have a guest with us today. Eric LeClaire, he is a third year electrical engineer at the University of Calgary, minoring in AI and astrophysics. He is no stranger when it comes to code and AI. Eric, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. For those who don't know, an algorithm is defined as a process or a set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem-solving operations, especially by a computer. For super simple terms, it means data comes in, is sent through a list of instructions or rules, and the result comes out. Now the data could be literally anything, the sky's the limit. Algorithms are everywhere in your day-to-day life, most, most commonly in social media apps you use. They are why your Instagram discovery or YouTube feed looks the way it does, yet most of the public knows near to nothing about them. So, the question I have about algorithms, Eric, are, they they sound a bit complex when it comes to having them receive all this data, then adjust them due to the set of instructions. If they're just that simple, um, are they changing human lives? Well... It's up to a computer's ability to handle a mass amount of information that makes them effective. Because humans are very good at abstract thinking and creative thinking. However, the problem is we just can't handle a mass amount of information like a computer can. Whereas um, a computer can basically handle 50 million data points at once, whereas we can only like process so much information. And that's what makes algorithms effective. All right. Are algorithms very difficult to create? Are there any tricks to creating them? Yes and no. For most basic problems, you can generally find some sort of model or apply a generalized algorithm and fine-tune it to solve something. Like, consider most games. Basically, we have a starting state and then an end state, which we'll call a goal state. Now, any sort of thing can happen in like our game. And basically, we can apply a search algorithm to most games that will traverse from our beginning to our end or our goal state in order to solve a given problem. We can either optimize the path so it finds like the best solution, or maybe we want to optimize like how many points we get, which can all be used with the same algorithm, just a few tweaks here and there. Interesting. Do you think putting our trust in algorithms is asking for trouble? Well, in the most simple sense, no, because as you said, an algorithm is basically just a set of instructions that the computer will follow exactly without fail. Because if you think about it, we can tell somebody, oh, can you put my mug in the dishwasher? But they might not put the mug in like the right spot. Whereas 
an algorithm or a computer would most likely have more access to that if you like tell it specifically like put my mug in like the top left rack of the dishwasher or something but that's also a double-edged sword because that's what makes ai so difficult to program because an algorithm doesn't have the sense of like abstract thinking so it's very difficult to say Automation is the use of technology to perform tasks with the reduced human assistance. But when does the reduced human assistance become non-existent? AI can learn how did we do things and excel beyond our abilities. These learning algorithms are the biggest threat of all and could lead to the law destruction of millions of jobs. The looming future is that robots can do your job more efficiently than you can. Be replicated and do it for no pay a scary re reality that is expanding every day. A study by the McKenzie Global Institute in 2017 states by the year 2030, automation could take over as many as 73 million jobs in the U.S. They have also stated that half of the jobs that people are being paid for could theoretically be automated with developing technologies. So Eric, this, this isn't looking good for us. They perform better than us they do not have to receive any payment they can't get sick they don't need to take days off for vacation or family issues but i find the scariest of all is that they can be mass produced the question that i have is how big is the threat today especially during this whole pandemic hmm, that's a very good question currently i don't think it's a big threat however i do believe that it is very true that ai and automation could very well augment the job markets but at the end of the day any form of automation will itself require some amount of maintenance or even tuning because no system is perfect and i think the easiest jobs that will be replaced are lower level jobs so I don't think it's a huge problem yet. And those lower level jobs that you said will be replaced, which which ones are you referring to exactly? Um, I'm thinking like factory jobs or some sort of job that like requires like manufacturing or like procurement of like a specific good or even accounting jobs that like just require like a bunch of calculations and are essentially in themselves almost an algorithm and then lastly i think one of the quickest jobs which we'll see disappear is courier jobs like um amazon if you think about it like we could have little drones delivering packages to our doorstep or perhaps that could even be like food delivery too mm -hmm. Uh, so you said you kind of hinted at it, but are there jobs that may see an increase due to automation? Um, I'd wager a guess that jobs relating to computer science and AI would see a reasonable surge given that most companies will want to transition themselves towards AI if they have some sort of system that would require it because a lot of large companies do have things that could be automated, like um, fast food chains, or even um, large companies like Amazon, or Walmart, or 
anything like that will pretty much require somebody to maintain, update, keep the AI working reasonably. And I think computer science or just AI jobs will see a surge. All right. Thank you. At what level does AI become conscious, develop feelings, and become almost equivalent to a human? In the present, we look at AI chatbots like Siri and make fun of how emotionally detached their responses are. But in the future, it is likely that we will have to deal with artificial beings that are able to communicate similar to us, making it difficult to tell between artificial and real emotions. Most claim that the claim rights stem around the question of consciousness. Humans know what it is because we experience it. We are aware of ourselves, our surroundings, and know what it's like to experience unconsciousness. It is believed that any system that is powerful enough could develop consciousness, and if it does, should it have rights. Our human rights are connected to our physical being. We don't want to experience pain. We create rights that defend us from experience pain and freedoms that determine if things are fair and unfair. One quick question. I wanted to ask, how close do you estimate we are to creating AI that becomes conscious and can be compared to humans? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think we're very far away, actually. Um, I wouldn't expect conscious AI to be created anytime in like the near future. In fact, it's estimated that what we call artificial general intelligence, which is like an AI that can be applied to any scenario, won't be created until 2060. All right. If AI does become conscious, if they can't experience pain, should they have rights? And what if we were to program them to feel pain and experience emotions? That's a very interesting question, too, because one theory in AI is possibly digitizing the brain or creating like the digital signals in our brain in a computer. So how would we regulate um, a simulated brain? Because it may not necessarily feel pain in the same way we do. However, it could still feel pain in its own sense, because it's almost a simulation of the brain. And if we consider that we are just a biological computer, then maybe the AI is just its own sort of like computer too. The singularity, where everything comes together. The concept is when technology is going to hit this inflection point where we are going to lose control of the technology, but it will continue to advance itself, creating their own artificial intelligence, perhaps even smarter than themselves. The doomsday scenario is that the artificial intelligence is going to become sentient and turn on us. Yes, I know it does sound like something straight out of a movie, and sometimes that is true. But the reason why this concept is becoming more popular is, one, computers are getting faster. Two, the rate of improvement is accelerating. Three, we are able to make computers better than humans already. And four, the smart computer could make a computer smarter than itself. This cycle continues until you get the singularity. So a question I have is, is it realistic to assume a singularity will occur? And do we have examples of computers that can replicate these steps already? 
That's a good question. I think, to some extent, it is realistic to assume a singularity will occur because as technology progresses, there will eventually be a point where it surpasses human capability in like all fields. And in terms of possible algorithms or like systems that could replicate these steps, I do think there are current ones that exist, although not to the extent of like um, a conscious AI yet. But there's something called a neural network, which again, borrows from like the behavior of our own brain. And it has like neural layers and um, neurons that behave similar to like the impulses in our brain in order to solve problems. And furthermore, there's something we call genetic algorithms, which is an AI that replicates and modifies itself to try and get a better goal function or to achieve better results than previous systems. Okay. Uh, I know it's a stretch and a super obvious question, but will AI look at us as the weaker link and try to eliminate us? And are there any methods that could prevent this outcome from happening? Hmm. I don't think so, actually. Perhaps they may not see us on the same level. However, I think due to the nature of AI and how they work, they start off in their own system and it would require a human to maintain that system. So I think it's less likely. Well, a bit of an unnerving podcast day with all the you will have no job and you are doomed to become obsolete, but I hope it got you thinking about the future nonetheless. And before I play the outro, I just want to thank Eric again for joining me and answering my questions so that I can get a better overall understanding of the topics. And I'm because, you know, I'm not complete knowledgeable on, as I've said before. Heck, I don't think I could write code to save my life. So, Eric, thank you for joining me again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great talk. Well, that is going to wrap it up for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the topics I brought to the mic today. I would also love to hear your thoughts and opinions on the matters, too. The future's ambiguous, which makes talking about these topics so fun and intriguing. They could become a reality, but are we as humans able to take these next steps to discard our present ideologies and adopt new ones to ensure a better future? I am uncertain. I am Aubrey. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Future Podcast, and I hope you can come back and join me in the near future.